Hello and welcome to the American Theatre Wing's Downstage Center. I'm Rob McClure, currently playing Charlie Chaplin in the Broadway musical Chaplin at the Barrymore Theatre. And I'm here today with my colleague, friend and co-star, the wonderful actress... Christiane Noll, uh. who plays my mother, Hannah Chaplin, on stage eight shows a week at the Barrymore. Hi, Christiane. Hi, Rob. <laughs> this is uh, a different medium for us. It's we're... a little... Sur- yes, we've been doing our NPR voices. Yeah. Hello. Hi. 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 Welcome, welcome to... Yes. Yeah. We're, so, we're, as you can see, we don't get along at all. At all. And we, <laughs> we hate each other. So, let's chat about our skit. So, you, okay. pl- you play my mom. Again. Uh, again, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Twelve years ago, she played my mom in Carousel at the Paper Mill Playhouse out in Jersey in my first professional gig. You were the eldest snow child. Exactly. Yes. Enoch Snow did you, Jr. You ha- did you have lines? Yeah, we had, had, some our, lines? we had that scene where Bill, the ghost of Billy Bigelow beats me up. Remember? Yeah, I wasn't I was in heading, it. No, you weren't in it. I was not it. in that scene. No, you had just left having said, if I was uh, wise, I would have had nine. I wouldn't have had nine children. See, your memory <laughs> confounds me. You are a sponge. Of, I, are well, you? You're like a sponge. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you've to... you've worked with some incredible people. Yeah. Over, I mean, Eddie Bracken. You were like yeah, his yeah. his babysitter, not his babysitter, but like no, you, you no, yeah. like were assigned to sort of follow him around. Yeah, we Do were you buddies. have like an Eddie Bracken? I did. Workbook? I, I, I made an Eddie Bracken quote book, and uh, he was 86 when we worked together, and I was 19. <sighs> And I would go into his room every day. And for those of you listening who don't know who Eddie Bracken is, it's a easy Google. But he's also just he was one of the original MGM players with Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney and Ann Miller. And he's just a, a true legend of American movies and theater. And uh, I, I wrote down all the stories he told me. Which is and, now you have to write a book. Uh, yeah, I know. Right. But uh, I'll never forget the first one he told me, which was. He was 86 when the three of us worked together. When he was 16, he was in a two-man show with a man who was in his 80s at that time, and which is 2002, one. Um, and uh, the man he worked with when he was 16 was in the cast of Our American Cousin on stage when Abraham Lincoln was oh shot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that was quite a story. So now I'm two degrees of separation two degrees from, from, him, from yes. that. But, uh, yeah. So so um what But else? we but we were doing um uh carousel, that's how we first met. Yeah. And I tell you when I walked in for my audition for Chaplin, I I had heard about Chaplin because I had heard about this amazing guy that did Where's Charlie for Encores. Mm-hmm. And my brain was not, you know, it's Rob McClure. And I'm like, that's sad. Why do I know Rob? I know Rob McClure. You know, and, and I talk about, and I'm still, I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, because you weren't 19 no, in this picture no. anymore. And I did, I Googled you for a while. I was reading articles. And then I read, and I was like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Yay. He grew up. But you gave this amazing um, interview talking about Chaplin. And I was reading about it. And so when I walked in mm. having this, I just, I was like, oh. Yeah. And then I saw Warren Carlyle, who I knew, and I felt like, well, this yeah. is just something that has to happen. Yeah, that audition was fun, and getting to read those scenes with you, you know, because his mom's a fragile, a fragile butterfly, She's, ain't she, she? Yeah, and there are butterflies all over my costume, I know, so it sort of worked out very nicely yeah, that way. Yeah, but um, like obviously she was a huge influence on on Charlie. But do you, how much research did you do on the real lady, and did that? How much did or did not that influence you? Um. I I did I did uh, uh, I read a lot about her, but once I found out all the different things that they thought she was suffering from, I I thought okay, well she's a mother, she's a performer, but she is she spent most of her adult life in being institutionalized. Yeah. So that 
was obviously the most interesting part for me. And what does that mean? And how does a loving mother then she's torn in so many different directions and how trying to keep a sort of keep her life together, but then still being devoted to her child who then she is not devoted. It's just horrifying. So, so I tried to um, actually do a lot of, uh, in, uh, Research on mental illness, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So I could make very specific choices about what I thought was happening to her. How much? How much did you, uh, being a real, relatively new mommy, uh, affect, uh, uh, influence this? Well, a, a, a lot. Every night, it's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> every day I leave to go to work, I hear the same lines coming at me that I have to hear during the show. It's mommy, not, don't leave don't me. Leave don't, me leave. don't leave me. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm feeling some pretty deep emotions that are yeah. real, which yeah. is I'm not acting. Yeah, I'm not acting. Well, it's and terrible. for those uh, whoever's listening who don't know, Chaplin. Um, by the time he was nine years old, uh, his mother was institutionalized and his older brother, Sidney, was in the Navy. So from the ages of nine to 12, Chaplin was homeless and alone living on the streets of South London. So uh, you get to see a lot of those uh, abandonment moments in his uh, life. But he, he, he ended up doing... He's, I mean, self-made man, most certainly. Yeah. He ended up doing so many things. How? I mean, I'm sure everybody asks you this, but I mean, you do everything in this show. It's so crazy. It, it, <laughs> how... how I mean, you did this in La Jolla as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did you start preparing? How long have you been preparing um, for to play this part? Because you roller skate, you yeah. play the violin, yeah. you did tightrope tight walking, walking and- not to mention the actual, like, being the tramp. I mean, it's right, one thing to right. play Charlie, but right. it's also a, a completely other thing, I would imagine, actually yeah. playing the tramp. Yeah, the tra- the groundwork for the tramp started in La Jolla, and I was lucky enough to work with a guy named Dan Kamen, who was Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, sort of Chaplin coach on the Ooh, film. Awesome. And he he's written several books on Chaplin, and he's a clown himself. And uh, so getting sort of a physical vocabulary defined through conversations that we had uh, began that. And, and sort of the, the not just the how-tos, but the why-tos. Like, um, you know, he tips his hat at people as they walk by, and that's cute and sweet uh, and quirky. But the real reason is that he's this homeless nobody who's desperately trying to be taken seriously by the passersby and fooling no one but himself. So it's that it's that heart mm-hmm. uh, that sort of infuses the physical behavior. And then the the crazy lessons came for Broadway when Warren Carlyle started dreaming up the tightrope sequences. <laughs> no, and the can you do? <laughs> yes, yeah, and Robbie. you foolish boy. Yeah, exactly. He goes, Robbie, we built a table and the top spins like a lazy Susan. Can you run on that? Yeah, sure, Warren. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, our, I, I feel like our rehearsal room was very much in the same spirit of Chaplin himself, which was, let's try it. Which is, you know, Chaplin, when he was doing the film The Circus, he got an idea for a tightrope sequence, and he went, I don't know how to tie a, walk a tightrope, but... Let's do it. Let's do it. Somebody tie a rope between those two trees. I'll go over there and learn. Well, there was, I remember there was a day in rehearsal uh, where we were actually rehearsing the one of the early um, Senate sequences, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> Warren sent you out of the room, yes. and everyone else in the cast had to create, we created something just yeah. on the spot. It was like an obstacle course. It for turned me to into go an obstacle course, yeah. but they were like, okay, and he's going to come back in and not know what the heck he's doing, but yeah. We're just going to try to figure it out, which, I mean, it, it was really kind of a fun... Yeah, I, well, it was a great bonding experience for the yeah. cast, but it was also, he was trying to tap into the sense of walking into a room full of people who know what they're doing, 
when you have no idea what you're doing. Because, you know, Chaplin showed up in Hollywood at 17 with nothing and nobody and no movie experience right into the machine that was Keystone Pictures at that time. So Warren was just trying to get me to <laughs> experience what it would be like to be a lonely, lonely soul in a room full of people who, who know what they're doing. And the other thing that I loved that Warren did... Um, because I, I mean, we have we have the one scene in Act Two where we actually get to interact. Where, but I, or as much yeah. as I can, I right. tried to. By then, she's lost I'm it a bit. Gone. Yeah. Um, but in rehearsal, he had you doing all of the the, the little Charlie scenes yeah. as you. How? What was that like for you? I mean, getting uh, a lot of times I'm watching those scenes on stage Anyhow. with you and little Zach. Yeah. Um, but there's something so different about looking in your eyes in those moments. Um, so, so, and that allows me to have those memories in the first person as opposed to just with little Zach, because it's easy for me to think of little Zach as someone else. Uh, so putting me in little Zach's shoes so that those memories seem fresh in my mind was, was important to see, you know, and then watching you outside of those scenes is so profound for me now having lived inside them you know mm -hmm. it's and uh what did that do for you in terms of playing those scenes with me as, as opposed to little zach um it uh it really gave it a little bit more depth um of of what my actions would do to right. a person and how it would i mean it's it's one thing when you're playing with a little person and and they're vulnerable and they're and they're so small and and you want to take care of them. But then when you were dealing, I mean, even when, when you, the other people in the scene, it was so interesting. They would be, it would be very easy for them to yell at you where they were having trouble raising their voice right. to <laughs> right. little Zach. Right. right. So there was just, there's something else to kind of go, Oh, what, you know, that turns into something else yeah. entirely. Yeah. Um, you showed me a card that someone gave you as yes. a picture of Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, Lexi Friedel, who I did the Avenue Q tour with. Uh, I left the tour in 09, and she gave me a, a goodbye card. And it was a, a Chaplin card, which at the time didn't mean anything to me. I didn't even know the show existed. And uh, it got thrown into a box of cards in my house in Philly, and then I got this part, did it out at La Jolla, came back to my house in Philly, and was roughing through my basement, and found the box of cards, was keeping some, throwing some out, and I, I, I read it, and I went, oh, that's a Chaplin card, isn't that funny? How strange. And I opened it, and she said, hey, we'll miss you on Avenue Q, thanks, ba 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 and on the bottom it said, P.S., I bought you this card because you need to be Chaplin in a musical someday. <laughs> <laughs> so we all need to take Lexi Friedel to Atlantic City. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh no, but it's now hanging on my mirror in my in my dressing room. So um, you do La Jolla. Mm -hmm. You feel pretty like yeah. Had, I mean, had, it, was, it was a beautiful. Or what, what, I mean, was, but, but was it like just okay? This is another. It's a great regional production. I'm so thrilled I got to do it. Yeah. And now yeah. go back to Philly because you're living in Philly. Yeah, exactly. And, and 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 it was one of those things where everybody, you know, uh, how many shows have both of us been a mm. part of where people go, yeah, it would, it's going to go, it's going to go to Broadway, and you Whatever. go sure, yeah. I believe it when I see it. Um, and then, uh, and then we did a lab production of this uh, last January, which is about seven months, six, seven months ago, I guess. And it went really well. And then the rumors were pointing toward it moving again, but everyone went, oh, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Cause and you then never you get, get the phone call. Then I get the phone What'd call. What'd you do? Well, it was like, not only is it happening, but it's happening in three weeks. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, oh my right. God, wait, this is very real and very sudden. Um, and then those calls started coming every day with, hey, there are two new pages and there's violin lessons. And Oh God, uh, <laughs> the, the, the crazy countdown began. And, and then my family's going, we've got our tickets. And then you go, huh? There, is going, there are going to be people watching this show on Broadway. I have to get my stuff together. 
But um, but you've had you've had the experience of of originating things on on Broadway. Talk a little bit about uh, the Ragtime Revival. Oh gosh, yeah. I well I was I was doing a show down in D.C. Mm. at the time, and people were sort of not playing hooky, but trying to figure out how they could go from the show we were in and then audition for the try to be a local yeah. for the Kennedy Center production down there because mm-hmm. they were hiring local people as well. Mm. And I remember, you know, hearing about it and going, oh, that's mine. Of course, I was five, six months pregnant at the time. <laughs> so like, that's definitely mine. Uh, yep, I'm going to do that. I'm, do I'm that. definitely doing that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I felt really strongly about mm. it. Like it was sort of, and I sat there and I sort of, I said it out loud and I said, oh, no, I'm going to do, I'm doing that. I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. And uh, ended up going in from a final callback. I was about eight months pregnant. Wow. And well, when you're going in for the role of mother, yeah, I guess it kind of worked. Role. It worked. It was unfair, unfair advantage <laughs> exactly, on my yeah. part. Yeah. But uh, it was, it was extraordinary. It was one of those moments um, where I think I, I felt like I had a faith prince moment. Yeah, you know um, how everyone always, at least I said, but every, a lot of people said that when she played Adelaide in the revival, it was sort of when the character meshes with the person mm. at the right time in their career, at their lives, and all of that stuff. Yeah, and I felt like I had one of those moments. Yeah. I mean, it. it they they didn't have to you know they handed me a fake baby and I couldn't stop swaying because that's all right. I had been doing <laughs> right, you know. For, right. We started uh, rehearsals as soon as I dropped as soon as I dropped her yeah. as it were uh, that you know the email went out like that afternoon and they went okay she had it yes. okay because I we went into rehearsal six weeks later wow that's which crazy. I don't recommend right. <laughs> by the way nor am I back, proud of back, back to, to NPR. NPR I'm not proud of that <laughs> but that's what happened oh that's awesome and, and you just of sort of do was, what you do I was home watching you sing uh back to before on the Tony. My 90 seconds. So, it was so exciting. It was so exciting. I was like, Mom! It was terrifying. Oh, you were so fantastic. It, you know what's so stupid? And I certainly hope there's no wood in here, but I hope you get the opportunity to find out how terrifying this is. Um, <laughs> but they... Because uh, you, you, everyone, you think, oh, on television, but it's theater. So if I just do what I do on theater, I might right. look, look like a crazy person. Right, right. So that's, but, and how many times have we all sat and watched the Tonys and gone, oh, that's, oh, they're over singing. Right, oh, they're just, right. they sound like that every night. I mean, it's, which is awful, but yeah, we do that. Of course. Or, or, and sometimes there are some wonderful Tony performances, but other times it's like, oh, they're tired or, oh, that's, yeah. mm. but you get into this thing and you're sitting there going, okay, I don't want to be crazy. So, I think I went the other way because I'm watching and I'm like, I'm comatose because I was so <laughs> scared about, you know, looking yeah. terrible that I just kind of, I'm like, okay, just bring it down, just bring it down, just bring it down. Think, think TV, think TV. Yeah. But it's just well, it's terrifying. Well, like at the Oscars, they can just play a clip from the movie. Yes. But now it's get up and do it again I with know, all those nerves and all those, you know, you know Daniel Radcliffe was like, <laughs> you're fantastic. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, thank you. You're very small, you know. <laughs> but he's, yeah, oh. it, was, it was amazing. And I... Uh, the first time I ever met you without you meeting me oh God. was when my girlfriend in high school brought me to see Jekyll and Hyde eight times. <laughs> I saw every Jekyll there was, Aye. and I quickly fell in love with your work. Both you and Linda Etter in that were such great foils for one another in terms of style and in terms of characters and in terms of 
the foils for Dr. Jekyll. I just remember going like, wow, both the two of you and the actor playing Jekyll, whoever it was at that, at that, <laughs> that, that moment day, in time. Um, I just remember thinking, wow, what a great lesson in three very different ways of performing. Talk a little bit about that, about playing Emma. She it was my first big, big anything. I mean, I had I'd done some some tours, which was great, but that was my big Broadway debut. And mm-hmm. um, and and creating something that's brand new that there had been some other versions of it, but they really started to I think they they might have written some stuff around me, but they, it was all done. Um, really trying to kind of make the most out of what we had to offer as opposed to, okay, this is what it is. Right. Uh, even even if it's a new piece, we don't have a lot of time, so this is what it's going to be, right. go. Um, we really we had a, a regional production, a couple of regional productions, and then we had a nine-month national tour, so we really had a chance to sort of live with these characters for a while. Yeah. And it was, it was an amazing experience and something that was, uh, I think, in a lot of ways paved the way for how people put shows together because the they really built up a frenzy with the fan base there that made that thing critic proof um people were moved and excited and drawn to it from the very beginning maybe from the that i think when they did that that uh, they had done some Recordings, but that double CD recording oh, with Anthony Warlock, Anthony who's Warlow. finally making his Broadway yeah, I know, debut. I know. Can you, are you freaking about that? He came that? backstage. Did he? he? Saw, yes. Did you meet him? Yes, and I almost. Anthony Warlow was was and is my largest influence in terms of the musical theater. I think he is. You just sound the just like him. No, yes, I'm very, <laughs> I need to be Australian, and um, but he he. I just I used to listen to his cast albums and think oh. every track sounds like a different person yes. depending on who he's playing. It's so yes. character driven. It's amazing. Um. So uh. So he came to one of our shows. Uh, the other uh, actually, it was funny. I was having dinner with our producers, Bob and Mindy Rich, and they said, um. Who were your influences early on? And sure. I told them him, and they said, "Oh, that's funny. We were some of the producers on that um, Dr. Schwago in Australia." And I went, "Oh, that's funny." And they both sort of smirked at each other. Oh. Little did I know yeah. that they were inviting him. And he came, and I was in my dressing room. I just had taken off my makeup, and I turned around. And there's his amazing bald head. <laughs> you went, oh, I, I, I did, and I said, "You're you're I, amazing." And he goes, "No, this isn't about me. This isn't about me." I no, said, "No, yes, you're it amazing. Is. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Exactly. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is." But he, it was extraordinary. It was extraordinary to meet a hero. I I had done, I don't even know why, but I recorded something. Oh, maybe I had I don't even remember what it was, but it was something f- using backing tracks from that okay. album. Mm-hmm. And so his voice was on it. Yeah. And I got to sing with him. Awesome. I'm 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 doing the Air quotations, <laughs> which is really effective on radio. Um, and I got to sing with him and met him at our opening night party uh, as he was leaving. And I ran. I'm like, oh, I sang with you. <laughs> and I never get. I I meet I, yeah. I we get to meet people and and there are some people. I, I just I don't get starstruck. I'm yeah. very respectful and reverent and 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 and, and uh, impressed and excited yeah. to meet people, but it, I'm never like never freak out. Oh, right. It, but I did with you had, and <laughs> no too. breath. You just <laughs> sing. Oh, you know, yeah. I do that too. It's ridiculous. How do you hold that note forever? Forever. Yeah. And at the end of a phrase it. with no breath in it. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, lo- I love that you. I love that you recognize the same thing. The same things that I appreciate. The fact that he can keep a phrase intact yes! and then go 32 bars and on, then oh, add yeah. vibrato and then I, <laughs> then it make it bigger and then make it darker <laughs> and welcome then to rock, the Anthony Warlow yeah. hour I'm here. sorry no. I know <laughs> no. um, but he can't do what you do oh god 
It's 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 amazing what you're doing every evening. Uh-huh. Some I've had not many people are are, are comparing your journey to um, uh, Osage County, like of of the, what you're no having kidding. to wow. to experience every evening. It's wild, you know. It play I play them from 17 to 80 something by the end, and uh, it, it is intense. And and he changed so much uh, in his over the course of his life, both in physicality and in voice you know he he started out full out cockney a la govna and then uh, and then when he came to america rather than americanize his accent he went posher because i think he thought he could trick people into thinking he, he came, came from, from something something mm-hmm. um and then he did get slightly americanized over the 30 over 30 40 years here and then uh, moved to Switzerland, lived in Switzerland for 30 years. So by the time he gave his Oscar speech in 72, he had a Charlie Chaplin accent. It was like so specific. So right. tracking that and, uh, and you know, anybody, you know, I, it's sort of a Jean Valjean life. I mean, it, it goes from nothing to everything and back again. Um, so it's, it's quite a ride. And the audience makes me cry every night. When? Every night. It was, I get to the edge of the red carpet at the Oscar speech, and Warren, our director, has given me permission to break the fourth wall and give the Oscar speech right to the audience. Mm-hmm. And there's usually at least a dozen people in my immediate periphery in the first few rows who are shoulder-ugly crying, <gasps> like full-on crying. Oh. And I can look right at them and give them the first thank you of the Oscar speech. And usually... I give it right to one of the criers, which uh, makes me cry. Right. So usually, if by the time you walk out for... Um, and when you're singing to me in the in the finale, yeah, you're, if I'm you're a, a mess, big mess. I'm a mess. <laughs> you you turn around, <laughs> uh, but it is it's so moving. Uh, how one of the things I love about the theater is that in those moments I can watch them watch our show, mm-hmm. um, and uh, no one can dispute that 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 there is a real connection with the audience that is m- moving and that is sincere and that is unlike anything else that they can experience in any other medium and uh it's 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 really a, a profoundly moving evening at the theater for for me as well as them and and we I how I mean what kind of response are you getting at the stage door I'm getting a bunch of tearful oh my god I can't wait to go home and watch Chaplin movies uh, right? I'm getting that I'm getting um, people I, I, oh just such a beautiful it's, it's so beautiful, beautiful and I really yeah. loved it and 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 I, I'm like, well, tell you know, tell your friends, exactly. tell, your, tell friends. your friends, tell your friends. You know, if you if everybody who is so moved by this piece, you know, told their friends and exactly. they came and they were moved, then mm-hmm. you know, then hey, whew, yeah, and that seems to be happening. That seems to be happening. So fingers crossed. But uh, is there a role that you haven't played yet that you'd want to play? <sighs> that oh, you know. I, the answer I mean, used to be is yeah yeah the yeah best, but... that 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 used to be my my cop out answer was mm-hmm. well it hasn't been written yet exactly um, yeah, yeah yeah which I still I I really love to work on on new things I yeah. do but um I don't know I, I they they were talking about doing a King and I revival at one oh, point and I would love I'd love to do a Mrs Anna mm-hmm. I think would be because there's some that I I've you know grown past unfortunately um but. Uh, yeah, I would love that. That's good. There's That's a, a good one. I mean, there's, I, I would love to do a Kiss Me Kate, maybe. Yes, yes. I don't know. Well, it's it's hard to say. I it, can never produce it. I'll yeah. call you. <laughs> it's hard. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to, to do Next to Normal now that I've done a yes. Crazy Lady. Yeah. But that's a whole, Now that you, you know, got crazy in your pocket. Got crazy in my pocket. I love it. I love it, Crazy Mom. I love it. Um, 
talk a little bit about you you sort of have music in your blood uh, uh yeah how, how, how so? Uh, my father was a conductor and my mother was an opera singer. And so Standards I, in the household. I was, I was, yes, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it was really quite amazing yeah. music in my house growing up. Yeah. Um, but uh, I traveled around with them. They were on the road a lot. And I, you know, was back when we would call five, you know. Five minutes, you know, right, I would run right. around and collect valuables. Five minutes oh and collect valuables. Or, or t- if it was just a, a piano evening, yeah. I would turn pages for my father. Anything to, you know, keep me occupied. I they would, it. you know, make sure. Now, but now I have, you know, little one is at is at the theater on Thursdays. Yes. Ready around and visiting everybody during the show. It. And She's so cute. Uh, thankfully, people have embraced her. Of course. Little one, I say my, my daughter. She's three and a half. She's so adorable. And it's impossible to not embrace her. Wait till her. she's five and you want think she's adorable anymore. No. <laughs> when, you when you mentioned valuables, it made me think of a funny story. I was doing the I'm Not Rappaport revival in 2002 mm-hmm. with Judd Hirsch and Ben Vereen. And when the show closed... Husbands, no. Has been, yeah, no. They are just incredible. Amazing I, I learned people. so much from them. Oy. And uh, so Ben Vereen, we used to, he, you know, it was a straight play, so he missed singing. So me and Jeb Brown, who we worked with in Carousel, right. uh, and a couple of other guys in the cast, we put together these acapella arrangements of My Girl and silly things like that. And we would kick open his dressing room door during intermission and start singing the backup vocals. And he would, with delight, sing the lead vocals on My Girl or Stand By Me or all these things, right? So uh, it's closing weekend, and Ben Vereen comes into our dressing room and goes, Hey, uh, what are you guys doing Sunday after the final matinee? We said, I don't know. He goes, you want to come up to the Catskills with me and no. do all of our acapella oh. numbers? And we said, yeah, sure. So he said, okay, I'm going to call and put you guys on the bill. What should we call you? And cue Marlene Mancini, our ASM over the loudspeaker. Valuables, ladies and gentlemen, valuables. Here come valuables. And, and he was he like, said, Ben Marine and, and the valuables. valuables. <laughs> That's so brilliant. So we did a whole tour of Atlantic City over a summer with Ben Vereen. You're kidding. As Ben Vereen and the valuables. It oh, was Awesome. <laughs> That's hysterical. Good times. See, your uh, book is growing. It. I know, right? I know. Now, how how you ended up in Philly because yeah. of your lovely wife? Yes. Yeah, Maggie. You, you Ma- met doing. Um, uh, we met doing a production of Grease. We were Frenchie oh. and Duty. Okay. And at the uh, at the Lenape Re- Regional Performing Arts Center. Hello. Yeah, and um, but she was Frenchie and I was Duty. It's very classy doing Grease in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a T-top Firebird at the time. <laughs> um, but it was uh, yeah. So she lived in Philly, and things had slowed down for me in New York. I was experiencing my post-equity slump. I had just gotten my card and was auditioning oh, and all that yes. stuff. And um, so. So she introduced me to the Philadelphia theater scene, which is beautiful and thriving and lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I set up a bunch of auditions down there and lined up like a year's worth of work down there. So she wow. was down there and work was down there. So I moved down there and then quickly booked Avenue Q here. And I thought, oh, darn it. And here we go. Um, but, uh, but I thought I'll try the Amtrak. And if I hate it, then I'll move back. And it's an hour 20 on the Amtrak train. And realizing that Philly and New York did not have to be exclusive, that you could definitely do both. Uh, was a great lesson to learn, um, and I continue. Both of us continue to work both places, and I I, I love both of those theater scenes for very different different reasons. But uh, but your home is still in Philly, as far yeah, as yeah. We've been it. renovating our house for the last three years. Have you one been room doing at a, it? Oh yeah, sheetrock ceilings. It. Oh yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. We've done more from YouTube 
Uh, yeah, it's like sheetrocking ceilings. YouTube. Yeah, okay, you know, yeah, we can see, do that. I always, I would think, well, no, because I do that too sometimes. But every time you know, you, you look at a recipe or or something like that where they're telling you how to you know, knock your wall down, yeah, yeah. someone's actually going, yeah, this is really how you do exactly. it. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's a prank you go, channel on YouTube that I've been watching for the last. <laughs> Terrible. No, but um, but yeah, no, it, it, we love, we love. It's in the same spirit of our show, you know, conquering the. What we think is impossible. Just do it. Just go for it. Just do Just it. Just do it. Yeah. What has been a, a, a favorite memory of the process of our show so far? <sighs> um, I think seeing the films for the first time. Yeah. Because we got to go into that um, that green, green screen. Is yeah. that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Green screen studio and... Uh, do a few films that that we use in the show, yeah. and then I remember when we were gonna finally get to that during the tech. I kept saying, well, "Just show it, just roll it, yeah, just roll it. Yeah, I just want to see it. I know yeah. I'm gonna see it a lot, but I want to see it." Yeah, that yeah. was kind of neat. That and was exciting. the greatest compliments that we've been getting is are people coming to see our show and not knowing which clips are Chaplin and which clips are me. And they're like, oh, it's all you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and Kiara Chaplin, even Chaplin's granddaughter, oh, that's uh, sent an email to our composer asking which movie the final clip from our show was from. And he had to tell her that it was me, that we filmed it on a, on a green screen studio. Um, so the idea that they could have remotely for a moment thought it was me was, I cry. I got the email at 3 o'clock in the morning and cried like an idiot. Well, that's and, uh, a wonderful way to... But yeah, just channeling him and, and his life and his legacy on stage eight shows a week is... is it's 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 a true, true honor in the real sense of that word because anyone buying a ticket to, to the show, Chaplin, um, is looking for something that lives up to that legacy. So we're well, you certainly are delivering every night. Back at you. You are no, you are you are leading this company down a beautiful path, my friend, and I am very proud of you. So well, I'm lucky to be doing it right by your side, Mama. I love you. Love you too. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hello, I'm Heather Hitchens, executive director of the American Theater Wing. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Downstage Center. Downstage Center is recorded in the CUNY TV radio studio at the City University of New York's Graduate School of Journalism in Manhattan. Our engineer for today's show is Chad Bernhard. Along with this program, all of the educational and media work of the American Theatre Wing is available online, on demand, for free at americantheaterwing.org. If you're a regular listener to or viewer of Wing programs, we hope you'll consider giving us financial support to sustain our work. Just visit our website, americantheaterwing.org, and click Support ATW. For Downstage Center and the American Theater Wing, thanks for your support, and thanks for listening.